to the Camp Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Warren. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm here with someone, um, some people would say many people are intrigued by. They always have wondered who is Christian Warren's brother. <laughs> okay. And uh, he is here in studio. His name is Charles Warren. Charles, how are you? I'm fantastic. We're here on an Easter Sunday. Happy yeah. Easter. Yeah, happy Easter to everyone. Um, and we're in uh, Folsom, California, which is where you live. Yep, Folsom. Um, you know, before we get into kind of your years at Ponderosa, which I want to ask you about. Okay. Um, uh, people want to know you. Okay. And, <laughs> um, Why what, so? How so? Well, you know, you're kind of a mysterious guy to many people. Be- okay. Because... They know Christian, but they don't know Charles. And I'm sure right. similar to your friends, they didn't know you, but right. they don't know your brother. Um, but, you know, you're three years older than me. Right. And at 18, we took a little different paths. Yeah. And so people kind of know you as this guy that I said in high school worked at Abercrombie & Fitch. Don't talk about that. <laughs> what was that <laughs> job like? <laughs> yeah. The- um, I didn't work there in high school. I actually worked there in college. In college? Yeah. Now, uh, uh, just for clarification's sake, because there was a big ordeal, there's the people in the back room, you know? Yeah. And you weren't a back room kind of guy. No. <laughs> no. Um, um, it was actually, uh, given my schedule at the time, not a bad place to work um, because I would literally, I could literally call them and tell them, hey, I'm. I just want to work today. And they'd be like, come in. Yes. And so I'd be there and I could get hours at ran. I mean, you know, Christmas break, you're a college kid. You want to work 40 hours in one week. You just call them and tell them I'm coming in. And there was no, there were, there was a set team that always worked. But if you just, in my situation, I could just call them and tell them that I wanted to come this in. This is work. when you could work for forty hours and they still wouldn't have to pay you health insurance, kind of ordeal. So yeah, nor yeah. did I want it. It was just and uh, now we you you did get a lot of free Abercrombie or cheap Abercrombie. So. Yeah, and and this is why I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. I mean, like yeah, I, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I was. Uh, not a, it wasn't cool. It was just a good place to work. And yeah, at that time, Abercrombie, at least in Northern California. Come on. Fit. We were both Abercrombie kids growing up. Yes. But, but like I, I'm married to a Southern California girl ah. and Abercrombie, if you were Abercrombie, you were the opposite of cool. So, ah, okay. but in Northern California, at least I cool. thought I was the coolest and I worked at Abercrombie and was just played the part and was and, and still to this day, totally ashamed about it. And so, no, you shouldn't yeah. be. But yes, I did work there for three, three so and a half years. So people have this idea, and maybe, maybe we are different in many ways, right? Very different, but very similar. I would say. I always tell Caitlin we're very similar in many ways, but very yes. different in many ways. What would you say some main differences are? Because I, I, I think I know the similarities. Um. Who. That that's difficult. I would I would say that we're we're very different in that I'm um I like to push the rules, but I also like to stay within like the confines of the rules. <laughs> like I don't challenge much, you know. Like I like sure. I, I always 
followed a path, you know, like I had to go to high school and be this person. I had to go to college and be this person. I had to go into the corporate world and be this person. And I, I would say that you always said like, well, that that's not for me. I don't want to be that what, what Charles is. But at the same time, I mean, it's never been, I don't want to be Charles. It's just been like, I feel like I can't be myself in certain environments. And I'm learning, I'm yeah. learning now in the camp environment, I can't be myself as well. Right. Because I have to put on this persona of Twinkie. You know, that's my camp name. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, if there's like a persona. It's like, uh, I always felt that I had to, and I don't, I don't think it came from our parents, but I always felt like, look, I mean, you're really good at a certain sport and uh that was my identity and it's unfortunately good or bad it still is my identity i mean i'm uh you know well you were the athlete yeah yeah and i was a very i mean not to brag i was a good soccer player no you were a great soccer player i always tell people that people i don't think think believe me but you definitely and correct me if i'm wrong you had some not offer did you have offers to play overseas yeah, there there was plenty of stuff available to. I was invited to the MLS Combine, but at that right. time, the MLS. You're, I graduated college in 2006. It was in Miami, but um, if you weren't going to be like a first or second round draft pick, you had to actually pay your way to go mm. to the Combine at that time. Um, the MLS has changed, and then I mean, yeah, we. If if I wanted to pursue overseas soccer. Um, it was available. I was a goalkeeper, and so um, they love American goalkeepers overseas, and that's a whole different. And just for people who've never seen a photo of you, you are six five, six six, six five, six five, um, and you and I are born with the gift of the longest arms in the human history. We have the shortest torsos and yet the longest arms. So yeah, and, I, and legs. Yeah, I've got like a torso the size of. A child <laughs> and the legs the size of Go Go Gadget. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we. I feel like yeah. You the biggest difference I I guess I would say is you. Um, you know I'm a big wrestling guy. Yeah. Uh, they talk about genetically superior. Not well, <laughs> genetically thin, but not superior. I always I was trying to put on weight. Yes, you you've always been trying to put on weight, and I've always been trying to take off weight. So it's it's that's a big difference. Well, no, but you were always that. <laughs> Until you know, you just had like a like a, like some like lumberjack legs. Yeah, a little thicker thunder thighs. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and Kelly Clarkson, you, we had thunder yeah, thighs. yeah. That you had dad's jeans. Yeah, um, and and another big difference is I would say. So we <laughs> people have always asked this, but we both went to the same high school, and for, for some reason, time, yeah. for a period of time, for some reason, I hated that high school. Yeah, and you loved it, and I loved had, it. I never could figure out, and I think it was maybe a social thing, where you were able to get in more socially than I was. I think sports helped you out, kind of find a social avenue. And I, you know, I was the water boy for the soccer team. I was rode the bench in freshman basketball. I finally figured out rugby, and I had some social game there. But I think you had a better social life in high school. I also think uh, uh, you just enjoyed Jesuit more. Yeah, but for some reason, I also think you were a a lot more secure than I was at a at that age. Like I I found Camp Hammer. Yeah, I was just very insecure. Um, I was secure in sports, but socially, like you know, commuting to school, 
um, you know, 30 minutes. Um, I, I, it was a 30 minute commute, 30 to whatever it was, depending on traffic. But I mean, socially it was difficult because, you know, you're a freshman, you're a sophomore and you can't really hang out with your school friends on the weekends. Right. So you hang out with what I did, uh, my youth group friends and, and I love all those guys to death, but I always felt this difficult struggle to just kind of fit in with the, the kids that grew up around that high school. Right. Um, Jesuit. And, um, I think you, I just wasn't secure. So it, it was a good spot for me. And I obviously soccer helped. We we're, we yes. were a very good soccer program and that you guys helped. were state champs, right? Uh, well, it didn't go states. Yeah. So, uh, we were my senior year. We, we finished fourth in the nation. Fourth in the nation, but you did win whatever it was. You know, yeah, we won sectionals. sections. Yeah, but yeah. don't tell that to anyone in Davis. Uh, right. So, so kind of a yeah. fun story here is yeah. um, we've had James Besser on the podcast. James and mm-hmm. I worked together. So James and I would have never been friends if it wasn't for you because you and James's older brother were friends. You guys went to youth group together. Yeah, I mean, uh, Steve is one of my best friends. Yeah, ever. still one of your best friends. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, we've, you know, life has changed and he lives in a totally, but I mean, I had him at our parents' place in Oregon and I, I think it's one of those things that no yeah. matter what happens in life, like, you just... You'll always be friends. Yeah, I mean, Steve and I are, he's, he was in my, he was in my wedding and as were you and, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the best friends you could ever ask for. Uh... Speaking of the Oregon house, our yeah. parents have a house in Oregon. They're trying to sell it right now. <laughs> How can you not sell that? Uh, the last time you went to Oregon with Steve, you have this great story. I tell this to everybody who knows the Oregon house because I have yeah. a bunch of friends that we all went. Okay. Where you guys are just hanging out on the beach or something. Some, you guys are just hanging out or something. And then some guy who's like on a family Oh, vacation. yeah. This is the best. <laughs> so what, what, how did this transpire? Okay. So... Um, I invited uh, three other friends, uh, Craig Miller, who uh, was in my wedding, and Chris Raboli, uh, who's down in Southern California, who I met when we were living down there, and Steve. And uh, Craig and Steve knew each other. We were all part of Athletes in Action in college. Okay. Um, but it was just... At UC Davis. At UC Davis, yeah. So it was basically just like a guy's weekend. And Craig had met Chris, but Steve had a met Chris, but it was just basically like a guy's weekend. We were going to go there, um, have a couple beers, you know, just be guys. Uh, yeah. Um, I did, I did that trip many times with my guy. Yeah, exactly. So it was just, it was a weekend to get away. The only thing was we did it in the middle of winter, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was awesome because Obviously, you're guys and you don't care. Right. And so then we we say, like, today's been a great day. You know, we went to Rogue Brewery. We've been tasting. We've been hanging out. It's just us four. And then we decide we're going to do a bonfire. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was amazing because at that time of year in the Oregon coast or on the Oregon coast, it's raining, it's freezing, it's insane. So we just went behind the local grocery store, which is the size of a 7-Eleven, and stole 15 pallets. We right. literally took 15 <laughs> pallets. And we brought the pallets back, and the beach is so vast, there's no one on it that we just light a bonfire. And 
we literally, it's so wet and rainy that we take a can of gasoline and just dump it everywhere and start a fire. Well, the fire gets so hot that we are now bringing in pieces of driftwood that are soaking wet. They're burning. (laughs) And Steve and Craig are CrossFit guys, and they can lift a house, and they pick up a railroad tie. (laughs) So a railroad tie is like the size. Oh, they're huge. They're huge, and they're soaking wet. I don't even know how we did it. Like four of us just lifting this thing, and it burned. And so we have a fire on a beach for three miles that right. everyone can see. <laughs> and so some guy comes down. I forget his name. But he's like, hey, like, are you going to murder us? <laughs> like, what's going on? And he shows up with, the, you know, a case of beer. And he's like, I just want to hang with you guys. <laughs> and this is a guy who's, like, on family vacation. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. tired of his family. And- yeah, so... But it was so innocent. He was just like, I just want to hang. You guys seem like good people. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, hang with us. <laughs> and then the funniest thing was, he's like, well, I got a hot tub. You want to go hang in my hot tub? <laughs> so then we're like, yeah, let's go on a hot tub because we're freezing. I mean, sure. we've been doing the whole like, dude, I dare you to go run in the ocean. It's six degrees. Go run in it. Yeah. And so, of course, we do it. And then we go on this guy's hot tub that... You know, in this place that he had rented that overlooks the cliffs of this beautiful ocean. Right. And we're chilling in the hot tub, and his family is sleeping in the living room. Like, <laughs> we could see through the window. It was so awkward, and we we just kind of went with it. But that goes to show, like, I feel like you are a very social guy. Like, you're, you're welcoming of all. Um, and this is one of the main differences I feel like is that you are more of an extrovert and I'm more of the introvert and I only have my, I turn it on, you know, I've got my, and you, you have, have to, to turn you, it. you have to turn it off. I have to turn it off. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do turn it off because I'm exhausted, but yeah, I'm, I'm very social and that's, that's how I feed. Which is why you're so me. good at your job because all yeah, day maybe, long yeah. you're basically trying to sell medical supplies to. Yeah. Um, well, not selling as much anymore now on the management side, but yeah. This uh, is when people will say, what does your brother do? I'd say, did you ever see that movie with Will Smith where he tried to sell those <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, that's not that. Don't do that. Okay. So that's not the right, right? Uh, okay. No, because uh, my kids live in a house and not right. <laughs> in a bathroom in a summer. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, okay, so going back to Steve. Um, yeah. So we all, and I don't remember how it happened, but at a certain point, you were a little older, so you might remember. We moved from Sacramento to uh, Davis. Yeah. And for a long time, we were commuting from Davis to Sacramento for church on Sundays. Correct. We went to that Fremont church, right? Yeah. Fre- Fremont Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Yeah. Um, which mom and dad told me went to family camp at Mission Springs way yeah. back in the day. I remember going to family camp. I didn't realize it was Mission Springs, but I have... Very select memories of like going to a little store and getting uh, those styrofoam airplanes. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Mission Springs, but yeah, yeah, I remember me. She, for the most part, was a single parent for a good majority of her life. Um, well, if dad was traveling, yeah, yeah dad yeah. was gone a lot. And so she went, she went to this family, not in a negative way. It was just no, like, yeah, yeah. dad had to work to, yeah. you know, and so us. she went to Mission Springs, but at a certain point, when we moved kind of, I think into our El Nacero house, we started going to FBC, which was a church. It's a church in Davis at yep. a certain point, right? We made, Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't remember when I think I was, I probably 
third or fourth grade or something. Seventy uh, Sixers was the name of the group that I was thrust into. So that fifty Sixers, fifty Sixers. So it's fifth and sixth graders. Yeah, yeah. So, so something like like fifth, fourth or fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing because, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because we, so we went to this church for years and you and I both had very similar camp experiences. Like we found camp and we found in in a lot of ways, we found our identity in camp. Um, and, and I don't remember. So my first year I went to frontier ranch as a camper. Did you ever go to camp hammer as a camper? Yes. Okay. So that was my first like true. Well, we went to, I went to a camp. I cannot remember the name of it, um, or where it was, but my first, um, your first camp experience. Yeah, well, when I say camp experience, where I, I learned a lot about myself that I can still remember to this day. Was that like a winter camp? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that was Camp Hammer. Oh, I'm no, saying camp that Camp Hammer, yeah, Hammer yeah. was life-altering for me. Do you remember any... Do you remember your counselor's name at Camp Hammer? Uh, my counselor's name at Camp Hammer, his name was Fender. Fender. And, and uh, he had, like, super long red hair... Um, like ponytail <laughs> long and I'm going to have to play this guy could play the guitar and um, he was awesome. And uh, you were in eighth grade, maybe ninth grade. Well, I think our church at that time had shifted. FBC had shifted where they were going. So camp hammer was, cause remember rich blue had worked there for so many years. Right. And I think he was coming to FBC or I can't remember, but Rich and I were obviously very close. Right. But, uh, we became close. That's a side story. But, um, we made a shift right around that time as a church. I, I don't remember. That was just the camp that I was going to. Right. So it was either seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. It must've been seventh grade. Yeah. Because well, Davis was different. They didn't, we, you yeah. went to junior high until you were in ninth grade. So did you do one or two years at Camp Hammer? I did one, and then one. the following year went to Pondy. Okay, so, so must you, did, been, you did eighth grade at Camp Hammer. Yeah, there you go. And then you went to Pondy, and so yeah. when you went to Pondy, your ninth grade year, yeah. I went to Camp Hammer for my first time. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting is like... Yeah, that makes sense. I've mentioned this before, but mom, she... I feel like mom has a love-hate relationship with camps in general, because you and I would always come back very different. Um, camp certainly was life-changing for us. Um, yeah. And, and, okay. in, in you and I took different paths in life, but that one week of summer camp was huge, was it not? Oh, was, yeah. It Tell was, me about your your four years. Let's let's walk through your four years of camp or of frontier or uh, sorry <laughs> of Pondy. <laughs> well, your fir- your freshman year at Pondy that was a big year. Who was your counselor? Was it somebody from um, FBC or was someone you had? No. And, and truthfully, I can't remember. We were, I talked with Danny last week and you had messaged me and you said you were there when Danny Wallen. Yeah. Was so, one of the so Danny Wallen, they did the, um, the Dukes of Hazard year, which was, uh, Joe Biggs and Jenny Biggs. It's, you know, and I knew Joe and Jenny forever, but yeah, they had, they, I don't know exactly their journey, but I know that they, they moved. worked at Camp Hammer. For a couple right. of years. Yeah, and exactly. then they worked at So Pondy. that's probably how FBC started going there. But if you just want to start it back, like, look, I mean, um, you were in youth group and you go to summer camp, right? Totally. So I don't really remember 
you know, you just go, right? Mm-hmm. Like I went on Mexico mission trips and stuff. But um, if you started at Camp Hammer or even the camp that I went before, uh, it was just a week um, that I could just explode, if that makes sense. Just let loose. Yeah. Um, and you could be you in your fullest expression of yeah I don't, I don't i don't have any pressure to go play a sport right which um you don't have any pressure at jesuit which is a private school well but you even don't. before then like um in junior high when i'm going to camp hammer i'm not quite a jesuit because i'm in eighth grade but like school was never the pressure it was always the sports i mean that's yeah. always where i felt like i I have to be this person, and it was very good for me. But there was a there was always a period of time, even throughout all through college, where I just needed a break. That's and camp gave me that break. It literally totally. let my mind like explode and be who I wanted, and it was a way f- for me to get away from everything that I was doing on a daily basis. That's one of our philosophies at Frontier: is um, uh, we, we're a camp that just lets kids be kids. Like, just let them forget about, you know, we have all these kids that are on traveling baseball teams or, you know, the kids like you and I that were felt this pressure to get really good grades or whatever that may be. And camp just let you be a version of you that when you're in junior high and high school, you, you can't be because you have too much pressure on your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. and, And I would always say that that was what you were good at. Like, Hey, mom, dad are putting pressure on me. Like I can just divert it. I was never good at that. Like I always just accepted the pressure like, Hey, and right or wrong, I embraced it. This is who I need to be. But when I went to camp, um, which is why I've been listening to all your podcasts and texting you, I'm not just doing that because I'm your brother. Like I'm literally listening to your podcast and because just remembering what it was like to go to camp. It, it was, there's so few times in life. I mean, men's retreats at church that I've been to and stuff like that. Yeah, similar. But like camp was just something that when I started listening to your podcast, it just was bringing back these deep, insane memories. Right. That, um, there, there's a, there's a reason why you should be doing the podcast because there are adults like me that <laughs> literally listen to it and like that was the best week. It was so enriching. Right. It, it made such a difference in my life. I got so much confidence. I felt so close to the Lord. Um, you know, things like that. Um, what's funny is I also feel like that may have been the closest you and I have ever been that moment when, cause the way that FBC did it is they dropped you off at Pondy and then they dropped us off at Camp Hammer cause they're right, right across, you know, right down the road from one right. another. And we would come back and we would see each other yeah. and our faces were just lit up with excitement. Like and filthy. We, yeah. We were gross. We never <laughs> took a shower. You know, we, we just, I probably took a shower. You probably didn't take a shower. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the difference. Between yeah. You're us. one of the cleanlier people. Yeah, I know. exactly. Yeah. But we, we, we were filled with this, this emotion of like our lives have been changed for the better. And I don't think I knew at the time that I would ever get into this camping ministry thing, but it's so interesting how you 
like camp was something that you almost more than I did longed for yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. And I remember you like talking with Steve or some of your youth group friends about like just this, you cannot wait to come back to camp. And I, I just, I just kind of went to camp as a camper. I didn't think about the next summer, but you were practicing skits six months before camp ever started. Oh, I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was also, you know, Camp was like a place where the crazier you were, the, the more it was almost embraced, mm-hmm. you know? And and so it was almost like I had this demon inside of me that I just, <laughs> like, a good demon. Sure. But, like, I just wanted, like, I could just go to camp and literally let everything go. Yeah. I could be as, and the, the crazier I were, or, or I was, the more it was embraced. What's funny if you, so now on my end of camp, like the backside of camp, you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. The, the kids like you, and I know kids like you in high school. Um, Do you hate them? I, we don't hate them, but it, it we don't hate anybody. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but, it's, but yeah, those are the kids that need the most love. And know? maybe, and that, that's probably what I needed. Yeah. You know, I, like, I and, of, and our parents were going through some tough stuff at that Definitely. time. And it, um, and, and, and like, that stuff that our parents were going through, I was in junior high going yeah. to Camp Hammer yeah. and you were in high school going to Pondy yeah. and they had just told us, dad was separate from mom. He was living in an yeah. apartment building yeah. and I was going to Camp Hammer yeah. and I told people this all the time. Camp came at this time in my life where I needed it the most. And there's this kid at camp. I've actually told people like you remind me of. It's this kid named Joel, um, and he's just crazy. He's just this crazy kid picking up on all the ladies. But, I don't think uh, I was picking up on all the ladies. <laughs> now you had your thing with Melissa, though. Oh yeah, don't say that word. <laughs> um, but you know, camp was this place where yeah, we could just be us. And, yeah, and, and it came at a time in both of our lives where we needed it the most. Which is yeah. why I think when we came back and we saw each other, it was like. We had this instant, like, we needed that, you know? Yeah, well, and, I mean, um, it was it was just a very, uh, I, I, I can't go, because I don't remember being cognizant of what was actually going on. I just remember going to camp and losing my mind totally. in a very productive way. But I was, you know, I wasn't... Um, I've always said that I was—I was always the kid that could rebel within structure. Right. So um, I listened to your podcast the other day, and you, you were always—you mentioned um, a tough thing for you was like seeing Christian campers or staff or whatever just becoming atheists and stuff like that. Not so much atheists, but but, but walking away from walking away. And the so, so I'm driving to Bakersfield from uh, Sacramento. And I'm thinking about when you're saying that, Scott Weeking, who was my youth pastor at the time, saying the toughest part of his job, he said it, and it always resonated with me. He said the toughest part of his job was seeing students that he worked with just walk away. Totally. And so he said it's part of my job. Yeah, exactly. Parents. Yeah, and, <laughs> and parents make sense because we've got parents and they suck. Um, just kidding. They're the best. Um, but, but, I I always when Scott said that and I, I think he said it a couple of times, but I always said that like 
I always want to rebel within structure. I, I don't want to rebel to where I'm making, you know, poor decisions. But like, if you gave me a camp environment, like a safe Christian environment for me, I was going to be the craziest kid there. Absolutely. I was going to be as rebellious as I possibly could within that week. And as much as it's terrible to say, I, I almost feel like I needed it. And you know what's funny is that having worked at camp for so many years and now directing yeah, at camp. You could probably tell me why I was all screwed up. <laughs> no, you're uh, the kids that everyone remembers. And and the thing is, like, we have 1,800 kids come through our camp. Right, camp Hammer right. has 1,000 kids come through right. their camp. Pondy has, I don't know, 3,000 kids come I, through yeah, their camp. I couldn't camp. tell you. Yeah. And... That's 3,000 kids, and the name Charles Warren, during the time, totally stuck out. And and for me at Camp Hammer, the name Christian Warren totally stuck out at camp. And I think we needed that. We It wasn't that we needed to have the center of attention, but we needed to be... And, and this probably goes back to, and this is interesting you brought this up, it goes back to our family. And dad being away from the family at the time, yeah. mom being alone, we needed some sort of attention. And well, not a bad our way. parents, yeah, our parents were working on their marriage for for the good. Sure, but you have they to remember, I was on us. I was fourteen, fifteen years old, and that's not a good age to be potentially divorcing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and and I look back, and I'm totally grateful for all the work that they put in. I really absolutely. Am. Um, but um, you but, and I needed attention, but. I, you can only do this as a retrospect, but in the moment, obviously, um, I mean, pressures for me were different than pressures for you. I was and, You were in high school. I was in junior high. Different pressures, different sports, all yeah. of that. And, um, yeah, I don't ever remember it being like, like man, this is the worst I just remember, like, everything's going to be fine, like, because mom and dad were very explicit about, like, hey, just got to work some stuff out. They were very forthright. So, like, nothing was confusing to me. But it didn't matter because I remember when I went to camp, I, because I, 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 I've listened to all your podcasts, right? So, um, and I, not because I'm your brother, but I, I really have enjoyed listening to them because it's brought back a lot of like emotions as to um what you were feeling yeah exactly and so i describe myself as like i don't know if you've seen the movie like the new movie angry birds but there was just like this like <laughs> it was like that's a great um comment like, I was your like children are older than mine <laughs> yeah but like angry birds like I just went to camp and I just like literally went as the bird that was the bomb. <laughs> so I went to camp and I got to camp and I just exploded. Yeah. Not in a negative way, but no. like I just was able to unleash like everything that had gone on in the year. And so it was therapy in many ways. And and not only that, you had all these uh, staff members that just loved you. And I was the worst, the worst human being. Like... As far as camp, like Charles, can you please sit still? Or uh, they call me Chuck. Uh, so Chuck, just sit still. Stop. Just stop, Chuck. You're insane. But they loved me. Can and I comment on that for a second? Because yeah, it's funny because mom for so long hated 
you being called Chuck. She still does. Yeah, but but at that camp, was a different identity for me. But at camp, you could be Chuck, the best version of yourself. You could be Chuck, and I think that like these are small things that as a no, they're huge. Them, yeah, they are huge to kids. Yeah, I was Charles Edward Warren. Yeah, in the world, if but you, I was Chuck when I went to camp, and Chuck was crazy, and Chuck was. <laughs> Just lost his mind in a very safe setting. Like, it wasn't like I lost my mind and did bad no. things. I just went to camp and literally tested the limits of everything that I could possibly. I tell this to my staff. Kids are the best versions of themselves. And you are the best version of yourself. And even though you might think you were crazy and everyone hated you and, like, told you to be quiet or whatever. But Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Was you. And that's who you really were that yeah. you were never allowed to be in high school with Parent stuff, sports stuff, school stuff, whatever that may be, um, you were able to be you. And that's what's the beauty of camp is is honestly like – and I was the same thing. Like I, I came to camp and I was just me. And um, <clears throat> I remember you telling me stories and I, I mentioned this last week. But like what were some of these – what were some of like the top top three like best things? You did a Chris Farley sketch that I know was like the big deal. Well, I don't. I didn't do because I heard that on the podcast. I didn't do the. I did that at a winter retreat. At, at a winter retreat. retreat, okay. Yeah, but um, so at Pondy, um, I sang a um, ninety-eight degrees song live. I didn't lip sync it. <laughs> okay, so, nice. Yeah, so I did ninety-eight degrees. Like we fully did, like the ninety-eight degrees, but it was sung, and I have a horrible voice. <laughs> Uh, I did with another buddy that I met. We did Britney Spears Lucky. I so I dressed this. up like Britney this. Spears. Um, Which you could never do at camp nowadays. There's no uh, cross-dressing at camp. Yeah, anymore. no, I definitely cross-dressed. <laughs> and it was, it was, I don't, I, no, I did Like, we were Britney Spears and we sang Lucky, like, just to try to get laughs, you know? Cause, yeah. Because at that time, like, it felt like, and I don't know what's changed at camp, but, like, the only way to do... You didn't go to, like, do the skit week unless it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, so you were just trying to get as many laughs and as... That's what it was at that time. Mm-hmm. At least at Pawnee. So, I mean, there's so many skits that I can remember that just, like, created so many laughs. But that's all that the skit night was. And sure. Um, and if the... You know, even in the daily um, whatever, you know, activities, all you were trying to do is just go bigger and bigger and bigger. Hey, there's Bruce! Bruce! Bruce, we're just finishing up, all right? We're almost done. Um, so, what was one big memory you remember? At camp? At Pondy, yeah. Ponderos is a special place for a lot of people, and... and yeah, um... It, everyone's got their own unique memory. I can remember my famous Camp Hammer memory, but what was yours? Well, I mean, uh, at, at Pawnee, it wasn't like just a singular memory. It was just, I mean, I went there to let loose, but I also remember, you know, um, I mean, that was probably the most engaged you are with God, if, at least if you're going in as a Christian. I mean, there's, there's nothing that sets you up better to be in touch with God Absolutely. at that time. Because one, you're going there seeking whatever you're seeking, and camp will provide it. Mm-hmm. You will find what you are seeking at camp. For me, it was just like 
personality let it go but at the same time if if you go in as a christian you will never be closer to god they call it like the camp high or whatever it is you know like you're on the mountaintop and that was real um and i just remember uh for me not a singular moment because there were so many that's the thing probably because i went there and just exploded um but just letting loose is is all I can remember. Because yeah. like I said, I've listened to your podcast. And when I'm listening to him, I just feel like myself going back to that time and remember what it felt like to not be me for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, not be that whatever I was at home. I was just a totally different person. Now... Another day, another time. You and I need to do a podcast about camp relationships, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) because secretly you and I. Sorry, cut out for a second there. Um, I I I remember having this girl that I'd always talked to at camp, and as did you. And and we look back, and it's like how stupid we were. But we could do a full hour on camp relationships. I feel like (laughs) maybe you'd be too embarrassed to do it, but no. (laughs) I mean, like, look. I mean, I've been. Uh, Caitlin and I are going to be coming up on uh, nine years. No, ten. No, years. ten yeah, because we're at yeah. nine. Yeah, um, yeah. So there, there's, there's some camp <laughs> stuff there. And oh, come uh, on, it'd be fun to talk through all that. Oh, one hundred percent. But I think it also goes back to like, there's something unique about camp where you are so vulnerable, totally, and you just don't care. For once, like for once, I just didn't care. Yeah. And so it's not the end of the world to, or it, it makes a ton of sense that there's going to be a female that's also just totally vulnerable as to what they're dealing with at camp. And mm-hmm. I keep saying that, yeah, I listen to your podcast, um, <laughs> but there's a reason why now that I'm thinking about it, like it, camp is so great because every kid that goes to camp is either they're they go there because they're so excited because they're just following the youth group or they go there because they're forced but within that week it's like a mini boot camp where they everyone is going to be attended to right and so no one forgets their camping experience because there's always going to be some leader that connects with that kid and their situation in life and every year i went some Counselor or leader or whatever, you know. Poured into you. Poured into me. Yeah. For a week. And I, I felt like this guy just gets me or this right. girl, like, you know, this camp staffer who I have a massive crush on she gets me. <laughs> you know, like. Right. You know. Well, um, our father, uh, he's a very impatient guy. Yeah. So and uh, he definitely wants us to probably shut this off. And also there's. Some complete idiot outside mowing his lawn on a Sunday afternoon, which is Easter Sunday. Yeah. So, um, we'll do, dude, I appreciate you being on. Yeah. And, uh, we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. We'll talk. But, uh, you know, it's my birthday coming up and Charles got me a, um, a sweatshirt. It's like a light, light sweatshirt and a t-shirt with the camp vibe, (laughs) camp vibes podcast logo on it. It It was a good day. So you'll be seeing that around. I town. didn't know that he was going to ask me to be on. I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, I'll get him some promo material. No, I appreciate it, man. Well, before our pa- our father um, gets extremely impatient with us, 
just want to say thanks and this is a good pod. We'll get you back on. I'm glad that you know, I, I, I title all my podcasts after things yeah. and I was thinking about what am I gonna title this? And I thought about titling this one Chuck. Because <laughs> and you laugh, but it really like that is that was you. Yeah. Chuck was you. Yeah. And um, That makes I'm, sense. I'm glad that Chuck could make an appearance here on the podcast. That works. <laughs> I, I agree with it fully, because it was a yeah, I totally support that. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next week um, on the Camp Vibes podcast. Mm-hmm.